Welcome back. My name is Cody, and you are listening to Weekly EP. For those of you who don't know, Weekly EP is a Berlin-based music podcast with guests from all over the world who write and record a short album in one week. We listen and we talk about how it was made. This is episode 26 with Anna Holmquist from the band Esther, based out of Chicago, Illinois. We talk about Anna's weekly EP, Week, W-E-A-K, <laughs> uh, finally learning how to play instruments that you find in the back of your closet, and only understanding the meaning behind your own songs weeks after they were written. And as always, we'll do a short intro interview, listen to the new record, and then dive into the creative process of how the record came together in just seven days. But first, here's a taste of that record. first question is what is your name my name is anna holmquist with this ep are you putting it out under your own name or are you going to do it under your like a project name or something under like under my project name which is esther e-s-t-e-r esther i think that i used to think of things more as like separate but i think i'm just going to release everything that i do whatever it is under that name now because mm-hmm. You know, if I'm if I'm a part of it, <laughs> if it's a thing that I've like written or I'm leading, then I might as well put it under that, even if it's not with like my full band. I, I do that kind of thing, too. And I find it very freeing just because you don't have to uh, think about new project names every time you <laughs> do something like that. Right. Totally. Where in the world generally did you make this record? Uh, in Chicago, Illinois, just in my apartment. I had a week off of work. So yeah, I just made it mostly late at night in my apartment, <laughs> messing around. I think you might be the th- third or fourth guest maybe from Chicago now. There's a lot of great so. music happening in Chicago. I mean, it's one of the reasons that I really love this city. The music scene is really excellent and I feel like pretty supportive. And one of the bummers of the pandemic has been seeing that grind to a halt because I feel like especially the past few years, like it's really been exciting to see what's what's happening here. Why did you want to do one of these or what compelled you to do a weekly EP? I really love having a reason to write and I love writing within a structure. I think it's really fun. I have my own practice of writing and feeling inspired and doing whatever I want to do, but I really enjoy like having a theme or a structure. I do a couple of songwriting clubs off and on too. Um, There's one that meets in Chicago now virtually, but we used to meet in person. That's like a once a month thing. And that one has a theme that you can write to, but you don't have to. So you can bring a song and everybody gives you sort of their feedback. There's a song on the last Esther album that, that came out of one of the prompts from that. And then there's another songwriting club that's just a private band camp where the idea is you upload something that you wrote that week for the club and that you recorded yourself. And there's no pressure. And like having those kind of things, I find really enjoyable. I mean, I've heard some of the music that you sent from from Esther on Bandcamp, 
but are the songs that you wrote for this EP similar to the kind of stuff that you normally write or was it sort of was it a, a departure or just or anything like that or um I think in some ways similar just because it's me writing it but for these I wanted just to like play around with a few things like one of them I was playing around with a harmonist pedal that I have or two, oh, two of them I think a harmonist pedal it's like a boss oh, okay. harmonist for the guitar and mm. then also I have this instrument called a bowed sultry that I've had for like a while now but I just had never tuned it up and really used it and so is, it's that, like, is that is that the song on uh, the instrument on danger yes it sort of looks kind of harp like and you put it in your lap and it has a bow um okay and it's sort of set up like a piano with sort of like the white keys strings and the black keys strings. Um, so that was fun. Cool. <laughs> I want I wanted like an excuse to use that too. I just wanted to play more off of like sort of one guitar theme and okay. not not really worry too much about like developing them out into full songs necessarily. Usually I'll like write one piece of something and I hold on to it and then maybe I write another piece of something later on and then I stitch them together and then that's the song you know i wait until i have mm. two pieces that i really like or at least two pieces that i really like so you know maybe some of the things that i wrote on the cp are things that would like if i had more time be things that would be like part of a bigger song right okay yeah so now we are at the the silly question which is the last question before we get into the, the music and your silly question is if you could live anywhere in the world for free for three months, but it had to be a small, small town, where would that be? Honestly, probably on or near this goat farm in France that I visited um, because it was really beautiful. It's like sort of out in the middle of nowhere in France, but with these really beautiful green rolling hills and it's like an organic goat farm and they like milk the goats and herd the goats and yeah, no, that sounds lovely. Um, I feel like a goat farm would be pretty good. Yeah, very, have a, very you, different have, than Paris, but. <laughs> <laughs> but then I guess like on a farm, especially because I didn't even think about a farm, but on a farm you, you would have at least maybe it's going too far for some people to call them friends, but you would have a lot of companions on the farm yeah, and, absolutely. And, the, and the animals, you know, maybe eventually start naming them all. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, then. Did you send me the title for the EP? I forget. Oh, yeah. I just called it Week, like W-E-A-K. Okay. Would you like to introduce the album or say anything in particular about the name or? No, I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's really anything I need to introduce about it. Okay. Uh, then this is Week by Esther.
Just want 
do carry it all for you I just want to fight it before you I just want to take it all from you
and we are back. And I really love talking to people about the instruments that they use to make the record. So track number one, Mouth, I thought the finger picking to me re reminded me in a really nice way of the band The Microphones. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but it just had this really no. nice finger picking. It kind of, I know you made it in your, in your house, so it kind of has this really intimate vibe to it in the way that it was recorded. Near the end, it sort of sounds like there's some clapping or almost like thigh slapping kind of or yeah like it was thigh really, slapping <laughs> okay thigh slapping seems like it made sense but it had this really nice kind of rhythm with that and then i just really liked the lyric uh look in my mouth tell me what you see in me which i think is just a, a really it's a really a lot of the songs on this to me felt very antagonistic in a sort of playful but also kind of uh intense way and i really liked just that if you take the first half of that as it's sung like the look in my mouth. It can be taken a lot of different ways, but it's at face value, it's kind of an odd thing to to tell someone to do. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of continue and it's like, tell me what you see in me. And it's like, oh, okay. So that's like anyway, so I, I just thought that was a really cool lyric. But um Thank you. <laughs> see, you're welcome. But again, it's not a great note other than saying like I like that a lot. But um <laughs> Uh, please tell me a little bit about this song or the process with which you recorded it and sure. sort of how, how it took shape over the week. I honestly, I can't remember like what order I wrote and recorded these in really, but this one I think I wrote near the start of the week. And I actually recorded this one differently than the other ones. This one I just recorded on this cool app I have on my phone. It's called Spire. It's this like little eight track recording app that's super intuitive. It's really nice. Um, I love using it for demos, mm. especially because I used to use, I mean, I still sometimes I'll use like a voice memo on my phone to get an idea down. But if I'm hearing like more than one thing, like if I want to do a harmony or I have another instrument to like mess around with and add stuff on top of it. It's really, really easy to just create other tracks and record on top of it. So I just huh. used that. And then everything that I wrote and recorded, I mixed in Cubase. So that's just what okay. I have. What I use for podcast stuff. I got it like I got a free license for Cubase with my Zoom H4N, which is what I used my H4N Pro, which is what I used to record the other songs. So that's just okay. what that's just what I use. <laughs> I'm not like that great <laughs> at mixing, but you know, it was, it was fun. It was fun to do. But yeah, so I just used an acoustic guitar for mouth and then did like the sort of like hand rubbing stuff that you hear mm -hmm. and the thigh slapping, just sort of percussive elements using my body which I thought was fitting, also given the, given the lyrical content, and then did some harmonies. I really love harmonies, um, and I hear a lot of them. It's pretty easy for me to come up with harmonies, and it's like probably one of my favorite parts of recording uh, anything. <laughs> there's a, real, a lot of nice harmonies on here. I'm, I'm increasingly you. more jealous now that I've become aware of how bad I am at it. So. <laughs> well, partially uh, practice, you know. I mean, I definitely have an ear for it. But I also like grew up in a church and I would always harmonize with like whatever you we were singing that week and grew up doing like choir, like a lot of choir stuff in middle mm. school and high school. Okay. So obviously did a lot of harmonies there too. I feel, I always feel weird asking this question, but I'm probably going to ask it for every song and you can say no every time. But do you feel like talking about the meaning for you or inspiration for you behind the song? Uh, and Again, you can say yes or no. Um, honestly, I don't really know with this one. I think there are a lot of songs that I write 
um, where I write them and I don't figure out what they mean until a while later. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I necessarily know what this one means. Okay. That's a perfect answer. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I mean, I feel the, I feel the same way about, I I think for me, the songs that I've written that are my favorite are ones that I had no idea ahead of time. And then it takes a couple of weeks and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, then it's just a really nice song that uh, is mysterious to, to all of us <laughs> for a while. So then moving on to song number two, which is Danger. And the very first note is, is uh, a violin or hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> and you've, you've already uh, sort of answered this in the beginning, but what was the name of the instrument again? It's called a bode sultry. Like sultry is spelled like P-S-A-L-T-E-R-Y. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's this weird instrument that one of my best friends, Ariana, who I've known for a really long time, had it. Like she got one as a child because she was going to learn it and then she like never used it basically. So she gave it to me maybe like a decade ago, honestly. And it was like missing one string. It still is. And I, I just like didn't, I just put it in my closet and sort of forgot about it. But I got it back out recently because, you know, like... What else am I going to do during quarantine other than dig through my closets and like find things I forgot that I had? And I was like, oh, you know, like it has tuning instructions. I can just tune it myself and it's only missing one string. I think in my memory it was like missing a lot of strings and needed a lot of work, but it was fine. So I I got some rosin and like, you know, tried playing a bowed instrument for the first time, which was fun. I just looked up a photo of it and it is nothing like I expected it to look like. Yeah. it It looks crazy from... I can't even exactly describe it. It feels like a guitar that's just all strings and like, or a box that's just a triangular kind of box with all strings. Like how many strings are there? There's like 20 Oh, it's or a lot. It's a lot of strings. Yeah. Cause it's just each string is like the, you know, the one note and it is set up sort of like a piano. So you just hold it like in, I mean, in your le- left hand and then bow with your right, like on the edges of the strings. And so it was interesting figuring out how to play it and like maneuvering between the notes sort of like bowing up and down because you play Mm. notes on both sides so like on the right side of it is like Like what would be like the white be what like the white keys in the piano and then like you know the sharps and flats are on the left side so you know it's like (sighs) them your your abcs would be on like the right side and then you'd have to like sort of bow over and <laughs> started playing also the um, Zelda theme song because it's this, it's a fitting instrument for it. Which, honestly, which, which one? Um, just like the sort of like main theme from okay. um, the original game. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fun. <laughs> well, because my my roommate was in here playing Breath of the Wild, so I came in like playing the original theme on on the boat sultry. Well, it sounds really cool on on the song because also danger is a, to me, it feels like a song filled with dread in a lot of ways. Eerie is not necessarily the right word because you can hear the bow maybe bouncing against the strings a little bit or hear that kind of scraping away. It kind of added to that unease sort of. Um, yeah, that's why I left that in, especially there's some scratching that happens, I think, before I, the part where I start singing Danger that I left in mm-hmm. because I felt like it fit the mood of the song yeah. to be to be a little like that rather than having it be very smooth. Mm-hmm. I think that worked really well. And uh, also in this one, I really like the, the lyric, 
I get home, I don't look at the clock, it's already too late for that. Which is just, uh, it simultaneously is like a, a feeling that I know very well, sort of. Mm -hmm, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, especially living in Berlin, I, I feel like that has happened to me many more times oh, than I'm it, sure. it used to. <laughs> Um, but there, yeah, there are definitely times you get and you're just like, nope, I'm just going to drink some water. I'm not even going to look at my phone. I'm just going to brush my teeth, get to bed. Yeah. And, uh, you don't really want to know because then, you know, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to get bummed. But at the same time in this song, because it then kind of continues that way and then it switches to the subject now of it, of it is, is the you, someone else in the, in the, in the house or the place is coming home late as well. And then it kind of has this danger line coming in. I sense danger. Um, I might be butchering that, but it kind of suddenly it kind of feels ominous. And uh, yeah. And also my last note on this <laughs> was that it had a kind of a Radiohead vibe, oh. which was, uh, which was cool. So does this song have any particular inspiration from it? Or is it another one that kind of came from the ether. Um, this one in particular, I was thinking about an ex that I had years ago, sort mm -hmm. of like situations with that. So it's definitely like based, based on that. And like, you know, the, like, it's already too late, you know, having the meaning of like, literally, literally, like literally the uh, thing you were talking yeah. about, you know, and then um, the getting home and having it be too late, but then also like the metaphorical meaning of like, okay, you know, it's, it's already too late. Yeah, when it, when it switches from like I get home to you get home, mm -hmm. then it for some reason it even though both they're both coming home too late. Suddenly, mm -hmm. when it switches to then you come home too late, suddenly it almost has this feeling of someone that's been like waiting up, this like confrontational esque. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like sort of speaking to that feeling of when you know, like, even if you don't know something specific is wrong or anything like that, speaking to that feeling that you can get sometimes in relationships that are like nearing the end, that it just is like a little doomed or, you know, like you have, you have the feeling of, I mean, danger on the horizon. Hmm. So the danger in this case then is perhaps oncoming instability of the situation or mm -hmm. the kind of all the unspoken things that maybe might be coming to the surface certainly yeah. it happens with relationships that are um in trouble mm -hmm. <laughs> uh oh and so uh, real quick other than the i'm gonna try to remember the name i keep remembering forgetting all the names of the instruments uh the bode um sultry sultry oh, so close it's a weird uh, word yeah so you had the boat boat sultry and guitar as well yeah this one was electric guitar and i was using the harmonist pedal that i have okay um, and what is what does that do what does the harmonist pedal do so it can add harmonies um so you can put it in a certain key or you can do like a pitch shift thing so it adds like it can add octaves um mm -hmm. it just depends the setting that you have it on i think i was just doing pitch shift for that one I'm not trying to do a uh, plug for <laughs> the company that made it, but do you remember if it's like... It's a boss pedal. A boss pedal, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's neat. I've used it, I've used it for vocals before, too. I don't... Ha I, I need, like, 
an interface. Like I need something else to be able to like hook that up to my Zoom right. to like record vocals into it. Okay. Uh, which which I want to do at some point. But yeah, it's it's a really neat thing. Like it's really cool for vocals too. I was just looking because my uh, my wife has the VE20. It's the vocal performer, I think it's oh, called. And yeah. it's, it's, it's basically that for the voice. So it does a lot of like three-part harmony stuff and a lot of interesting octave things as well. Yeah. Okay, but cool. So that's it was kind of it's kind of that for guitar. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds like that could be really cool, but you could quickly get into some territory where you're like, oh, no, I can't play this part with this pedal. Yeah. So it gets kind of muddier. Or right. Yeah. I think that's why like the pitch shift um, mm-hmm. one helps a little bit more. Yeah. Like you do have to be careful. <laughs> it can get weird, <laughs> especially if maybe one of the strings is a little out of tune and then it doesn't know which quite which note to go to. So oh, it's sort God. of wobbling, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can uh, be funny, funny, but maybe not like what you want. Right. 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 Or I'd imagine maybe a complex uh, finger picking part might be. Yeah. Uh, get a little out of hand. <laughs> right. Totally. Um, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to say about danger before we move on then? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> cool. Track number three is Rachel. And from the very beginning, I had listened to this a couple times through before I started taking notes, but. I just really love the melody in this song. Thank you. It has a really nice kind of, uh, I don't know if it's stop and start is the right way to say it, but it sort of has this, the lyrics and the melody kind of come in and they just kind of slide down into this kind of secondary section of the melody, which is just kind of a really uh, nice trip sort of to go on with it. This also has really nice harmonies on it as well, because this one, this one felt like one of the notes I have is just really nice song. Like it wasn't overdone. I feel like this is a song that you could kind of easily have, you know, if it was made by certain people or with a Mm -hmm. certain producer, it could have like swelling violins and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But it's very sparse also in a way that's kind of is perfect. Yeah. Well, this one I actually I wrote specifically for my friend, Rachel, who recently had a birthday and also recently went through a breakup with somebody who is shitty, which is all I'll say. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it was, you know, it was that sort of thing and it's, it's, I think mainly about the feeling, which I get a lot. I think part of this is like, I I get, I can get a really protective and defensive feeling for my close friends, um, you know, or family Mm -hmm. or whatever people that I'm close to partially because I think I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest of four you know, siblings. So I definitely have that like older sibling protective feeling for people Uh in general. So that, and like, you know, I think I just have a lot of like, yeah, you just, you just don't like people that you love um, being hurt and you don't like the feeling, you know, like who likes the feeling of being help helpless or unable to stop somebody from hurting somebody else. So it's, it's about that feeling. I think. So the second verse then is, I think there's like the, Sorry, I'm blanking on the actual lyrics. It's like, let let me get my licks in or... Let me get my punches some, in. My punches yeah. in, yeah. Yeah, just like sort of, uh, <laughs> if we do it right, we'll get it over fast or get it over quick. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot more sense than in that context, because I think I was kind of imagining, like, I think I, at first I was imagining it as like, if it was between two people, and then it was like, just yeah, yeah. Let, let me get my punches in, like, let me punch you, and then we'll get through it, but... <laughs> Also, I just, I really like the way that it started again. I'm, I'm going to blank on the exact words, but I hate the way this, this year has gone or something like yeah. that, you know? 
just like like we, let's start over again. I think that. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously it's, it's, that could have a more personal feeling in this particular instance, but I think that is a message that many people might be able to uh, relate to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, like for sure. Rachel has had a shitty year, but like, so has like the world, you know, it's like both on a personal and also global, frankly, um, level. Yeah. (laughs) I think that over the past couple of years, especially I've gotten a lot more comfortable with the idea of letting a song be what it wants to be. Um, and you know, like writing a song maybe that is like finished, but maybe it's like, a minute 15 you know um so i think there are definitely songs that i write in like the last album the full band album that i hear is like bigger songs that are fuller that are ones that like i wouldn't want to perform alone um mm-hmm. thinking specifically for my last album about the song not the kind that has like a nice counter melody that i obviously like, like can't sing two parts and two different words by myself um and that just i think relies a lot more on the extra instrumentation and like that's the way i wrote it but then there are some songs that i write that i really don't think need much more on them i have a cellist in my band caitlin she's great and like you know sometimes we'll do like like i was saying duo sets together just the two of us playing um but yeah there are just some songs where it's like well i don't really want much more than like guitar and my voice and then maybe like a harmony and i think that that is great too it's like i think it's important to know when to like just let a song breathe and if it feels like it's like a strong melody or you're getting the idea across then you don't need to like throw a bunch of shit on top of it i love throwing yeah. shit on top of songs but you know like you got you got to <laughs> yeah. know when to do that do that and when I, to hold yeah, off you, you need to at the very least know or allow yourself to take that shit back off exactly right because like that's you the can, thing you can put it all there and then listen back yeah. later and you're like doesn't need to, th- to be there mm-hmm. oh my god okay well let's move on to song four I'm just, uh, um, okay. So this song four is one damn thing. Uh, oh, so in the terms of, of, uh, instruments, I was curious, there's the high pitched, almost like a, um, harmonic or some sort of kind of, kind of clinging, but still a melodic sort of sound. There's a little kind of glitchy keyboard bit at the end, almost. It sounds like, and I was trying to figure out is that was a guitar. Yeah, Possibly that was that, that was pedal, all that or? that was all that pedal. Um, okay. Yeah, well, because I wanted so you know I was just sort of using the pedal like I guess as it was intended to be used on that other song, but on this one I you know did like the regular guitar track using the pedal, and then I also did a track of just like sort of messing around with stuff. Um, so you know you can like sort of turn to different like intervals um, on the pedal, and so I turned it way up, so it was you know doing a. a harmony that was a lot higher with that and then with the pedal too like if you sort of that like weird little glitchy sound it was just like me turning the knob on like the interval thing so it was like you know going back and forth to to different notes instead of like playing them on there so just just turning dials (laughs) (laughs) seeing seeing what weird notes like weird noises i could come up with Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that's uh, that's what's so fun about doing this for me about talking to so many different songwriters is just learning how sounds are made in different ways or you know different recording techniques. That's cool. That's fun. That almost seems like close to um, what you do when you're playing a synthesizer. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like a, I think I really like um, the idea of using an instrument to create a cool sound, like in a way that it was not supposed to do. I, I'm not like really deep into pedals. Um, I don't really have that many. You know, I'm 30 now and I just I feel like probably this is the decade of pedals for me. But, you know, I want to start slow um, (laughs) because they can get real expensive real fast if you get a lot of them. But yeah, maybe a a couple years ago now, my friend Rami Atassi, uh, a really excellent musician that I've played in bands with before. We've been writing stuff together, but he had set up this thing where we did a live improvised score for the film throne of blood by kurosawa just in somebody's apartment um and so he had set up for me to do just vocal improv and he set up a bunch of he's a pedal guy he has a bunch of them so he set up a bunch of pedals for me to use and sort of mess around with like while we were doing the improv so that is like the first place i used the harmonist pedal um but with my voice and so that was a lot of just, you know, sort of like turning different knobs and sort of seeing what happened. Um, so I think that made me really excited about like the possibility of doing pretty weird stuff like that. But like I said, I got to I got to get into it slowly. I can't just buy like 15 pedals. I mean, you could. All at once. I could, but it, I don't know <laughs> if it would go well for me. <laughs> I think it yeah. would get a little overwhelming. I think also there would be a sort of a feeling that when you got home with uh a bunch of pedals like 15 you plug them all in and you're something like oh no what have i what have right. i done like, wait exactly. this one this pedal was 300 alone like <laughs> oh wait right oh my wait <laughs> how much money did i just spend oh but i, I did want to say too about one damn thing i did want to say one damn thing about one damn thing uh <laughs> the, this song in particular of of all of them felt like the most that was like very friendly but very antagonistic at the same time like i liked the idea of what are you drinking i'll have the same it's it, it felt like sort of like meeting someone at a bar you know and you're like oh yeah i'll get the same drink like you know hey how's it going and then like two drinks in you know you're like tell me what i'm thinking mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> like fuck you you know <laughs> sort of like you don't know anything you know and it was, so it had this really interesting balance of being like sort of like a friendly thing but then suddenly be like you don't know anything so in my mind listening to the song it was just two friends hanging out at a bar where like one friend knows something shitty that the other friend did and then the other friend's clueless <laughs> and for some reason in my mind it's happening in a, a bar in san francisco but that's on <laughs> that's unrelated <laughs> so yeah, it could um, be about that. I don't know. This is this is another one where I just don't really know what it's about yet. Cool. I would love it if down the line, even if it's like after when the episode comes out, if you just like, if one day you just kind of go, oh, wait, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if, if you feel like it, if you would let me know, I, I would yeah, love sure. to. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things I love about doing Bad Songwriter podcast, too Um, because it's really about like people's evolution as songwriters and like what they've learned and how they've changed you know by hearing what is embarrassing to them about their own like old material you can like understand like how they have like refined their approach or whatever I think it's just really nice you know because like people really write things and approach creativity in such different ways I think it's great yeah it's hopeful in a lot of ways to know that there are so many different paths to it before we get to the conclusion on the record, I usually ask this at the top, but 
I would love to hear a little bit about how the week went for you in general. What were the kind of maybe emotional up and downs or creative up and downs of those seven days when you were working on these songs? I took the week off, but I also was doing like, I mean, it was just like hanging out with some friends and biking around, doing some sort of like vacation-esque, staycation-esque things as well. It was like nice Mm -hmm. out, you know, so I was trying to get in some lake time, bike time outside time and i wasn't trying to like pressure myself about it too much i guess i figured i would write what i wrote there was another thing that i tried out that like didn't make it on the ep but that was like the only thing so i didn't like write a ton of stuff other than this i do my best creative work usually at night so usually pretty late at night i have a sleep disorder and so i'm a huge night owl so coincidentally my roommate was also like gone on a trip that week which was helpful so that i could you know (laughs) be be recording bode sultry at one in the morning (laughs) like you know otherwise i think i would have felt bad um so yeah i did i did a lot of it late at night and honestly kept a lot of my first takes for this not for everything definitely not necessarily for guitar and everything but there are a lot of like vocal first takes that I kept or harmony first takes, which I think is fun because I don't necessarily usually do that. And yeah, I just think it was an enjoyable time. And I didn't stress out too much about it. And it was just fun. (laughs) And it was a fun thing to be able to do well, like not having any other work to do. Mm. I think it was a nice, nice thing to focus on. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> I always, I always feel like I just go, I always just respond awesome. Um, but I mean it every time. Like I yeah. really do. Like I really do mean that that's always just great to hear. I mean, it's just been so inspiring and exciting to, to hear people saying like, yeah, I got over writer's block or I just had a fun time. And, uh, so yeah, it makes that's that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, okay then. So then, uh, you know, transitioning extremely organically because I'm describing it happening uh, <laughs> as a sort of final reflection on the whole process. What are your final thoughts on it? Or, you know, do you want to release it at some point? Or is it just something that felt like a fun exercise or, you know, what are you? Um, yeah, actually, I think I'm going to release it for band camp day. I don't think that it is perfect. But I think that's fine. And it's nice to make something like entirely by yourself. I think that that's enjoyable. So it's not a thing I've done really. I haven't done a lot of like bedroom recording or like self-producing stuff. So even though I know it's not like some sort of production marvel (laughs) or even a writing marvel or anything like that, it is nice to just fully do something by yourself and also put it out. And I think that this is like a pretty good time in general too to be putting out stuff that's a little rougher or unfinished um Mm. i don't know like obviously because i do the podcast that i do i really like stuff like that i like stuff that shows process and i like stuff that is rough around the edges and so yeah i don't know i'm proud of it (laughs) nice um yeah okay so how do people find more of your music more of esther's music and Also, please talk a little bit about Bad Songwriter, about your podcast. Sure. Um, So Esther is everywhere. We're a little hard to find on streaming, but we're E-S-T-E-R. You can find links to our streaming stuff from the Bandcamp page and social media pages. Our Bandcamp is E-S-T-E-R. 
um, band, I believe, estherband.bandcamp.com. Wait, I'm going to, no, I'm just kidding. Strike that. So our Esther, band Esther Music is, or? Yeah, our band camp is estermusic.bandcamp.com. Yeah. And you can find links there too to um, our social media and Spotify. Um, and we're on like the other streaming services too. You know, all, all the ones you can be on basically. You gotta be, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and YouTube, we have a couple of really cool music videos that are out that are worth a watch, I think. And then I also have Bad Songwriter Podcast where I have different songwriters on and they share their worst and most embarrassing old recordings. And we talk about those and just sort of the songwriting process and their own songwriting journeys, what things are inspiring them, things like that. I think it can be a lot of fun just to hear the embarrassing stuff. And to to people's credit in general, people really bring their worst stuff. You know, they really bring some embarrassing stuff. So it's not the kind of thing where they're like, oh, this is so bad, you know, and then it's like actually really good. Like there's really some cringeworthy stuff on there that is very enjoyable to talk about and listen to and laugh about. Is there any final thing you'd like to say? I feel like I, I feel like I said all the stuff. Well, thanks so much for coming up. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was great. Once again, my name is Cody, and thanks for listening to another episode of Weekly EP. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode and album. I know that I did. Do yourself a favor and go check out Bad Songwriter Podcast. It's a lot of fun, and I will actually be on an upcoming episode. I'm not entirely sure when, but I share a couple of my old songs that I wrote when I was 14, and they're pretty silly. I had a lot of fun talking about them, so I'll let you know when that happens. You can hear more of Esther, that's E-S-T-E-R, on Bandcamp at estermusic.bandcamp.com, or on Spotify, or on all the places that music can be found. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell at least one friend about it, and don't forget to subscribe or follow and give us a five-star review. I say it every time, it's silly, but it really helps a lot. Come say hi on Instagram, where I post images of the guests and the instruments that they use to make their weekly EPs. And if you or someone that you know would like to do your own weekly EP, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you.